So right. 9.30 comes around and I hear this bang, knowing full well that I need to start my next call at 10. That's when the anchored call was with Kylie. Yes. It's 9.34, as a matter of fact, being precise here. So I look and I, I heard this bang noise. It was just just like a, a kerfuffle outside. <laughs> so I had this really sinking feeling that something with the garbage was not going well. <laughs> something got into it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Was What was it? Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots we make in order to keep moving forward. As I evolve and expand as a person and as a podcast host, I have learned that creating a safe space is nearly impossible. I don't know what topics or stories may trigger my listeners, but I hold space with love and intention and honor the bravery that it takes not only to share, but to listen to the stories of others. So I thank you so much for being here. I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging that I am recording on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the Interior Salish people, in particular, the Sinaiaks, on whose territory I work and live. As you know, the safe haven has shape-shifted into a bi-weekly release, with alternating bi-weekly releases of a segment called Road Trip, where Jennifer Porter and I have the kinds of conversations that you'd have with a bestie on a road trip. We love being friends. And we love our friends. And we love seeing our friends. So on today's drive, Jen tells us all about her visit with a lifelong friend, Julie Moore. This gets us into chatting about a mug from the Dorothy Motel in Banff that was recently shipped to Ontario to a different bestie. And then somehow that weaves into Jen's wild order of slippers? Just you wait. I tell a few stories about the serendipitous meetings with a few new friends in Caslow, where I've been house-sitting for some friends, and what happens on garbage day when you don't have a lid for the dumpster. Some dynamic stories for the drive today. Before we jump in, I wanted to remind you how much we would love it if you could follow The Safe Haven on your podcast app. Leaving a rating or writing a written review helps us so much. It helps people and other listeners and podcasters know that we're legit and every single one helps. So if you haven't thrown a five-star rating on the pod, we'd be so appreciative if you did. Here we go. Hello, road trip friends. I'm Jen. And I'm Amanda. And we're two adventurous souls with a huge passion for travel and chasing the unordinary. You know those podcasts that you listen to that you feel like you're hanging out on the couch with a friend or on a long road trip chatting with your bestie? Well, that's what we've created and we want you to come along for the ride. Sometimes it'll just be us and other times we'll pick up a friend along the way for some additional insights. In each road trip episode, we'll be sharing a variety of insights, perspectives, lessons, and memories from our lives. Sometimes we may cry, but we will laugh way more honoring every emotion that comes up authentically. That is what Road Trips with Your Besties are for. So grab a snack, pop in those earbuds, and buckle up. Speaking of Road Trips with Besties, I recognize that she flew out, but how was your adventure with Julie Moore? We love oh, Julie. We do love Julie. Um, it was so fun because we randomly decided to talk on the phone. And she was like, yeah, like I got a few days off coming up. And I'm like, oh, I'm off next week. And she booked a spontaneous flight and we went skiing and she came out and visited and we went skiing and played tourist. And it was a lot of fun. Mm, playing tourist is so fun. Yeah. And I actually didn't know. I thought Julie had been like skiing kind of like everybody, like, you know, 
I feel like as kids, you just try skiing and you kind of, it's like riding a bike, like you don't do every year. And so I thought I was like, oh yeah, like Julie's like, yeah, I ski. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I realized that she only learned to ski at the beginning of the pandemic. (laughs) Also, I love how like the pandemic is used to like define a time frame. (laughs) It's like pre-pandemic or during the pandemic Mm -hmm. because we're not ended yet. Anyway, so basically um, she said to me, she's like, I'd never skied on a mountain before. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's fine. Like whatever. And to me, I'm like mountain hill. It's the same thing. Just mountain is a lot longer. Anyway, she's like, this is maybe my 10th time on skis. And I'm like, oh, well, you're doing fantastic. (laughs) But bless her heart, we went from the absolute summit, the highest point that we could get lift by lift. And we skied all the way down. Was that like the most wild challenge for her though or not? Like as you're going up these lifts, is she not like, okay, (laughs) this is good. We had to take three chairlifts to get where we were going. (laughs) And to me, like that's, whatever, but it's funny. We had to take a few rests on the way down for sure. But it was interesting because it put perspective on me. Cause I was like, I always think to myself, I'm like, Oh my God, like how do the guides go heli skiing every day? Mm-hmm. Like I go for six runs and I'm like, Oh God, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. But then it was funny because Julie's like, how do you go down the mountains without stopping? And I was like, Hmm, this is interesting because I would ask the question, as to, oh my God, like, how do you heli ski every day? And I'm like, well, my muscles are used to it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just me snowboarding. This so, is just me and my playground. Yeah. Yeah. We had a really good time. And she went figure skating on Lake Louise, which was mm-hmm. one of her dreams. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Bucket lists. And oh, we had cocktails at the Fairmont in Lake Louise. Mm-hmm. And then we got free champagne. How'd you score that? Well, I used to work there. So they were like, oh, Jen, you used to work here. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Look at you just like pulling all the cards out. Yeah. But yeah, we had such a great time. And it feels like forever ago that she was here. But it was like, I guess only two weeks ago Mm -hmm. that she left. Yeah. Yeah. I love impromptu trips like that. Super spontaneous. Same, same. I uh, wanted to actually book some like random spontaneous trip actually, I think in like the end of January. I don't know. It was one of my times that I was off. And anyways, I went to book a spontaneous trip to Mexico and I couldn't find my passport. (laughs) (laughs) Did you end up finding it? Surprise, surprise. I have since found it, but it's not in a condition where I can travel with it. It's damaged. Oh, dang it. Whoopsie daisy. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's a big <laughs> suck. Okay, so speaking of the last time we were together and we stayed at yeah. the Dorothy, the Dorothy Motel. The Dorothy Motel, yes. So get this. So obviously they had those four mugs in the room that we stayed at and there was a little sign that said, you know, take these, uh, you know, share them with your friends, whatever. So of course, as you oh, remember, really? I took two, one for me, one yes. for Heather Ludlow. Well, she's now Heather Dunn. And there's such a connection to the name Dorothy because... Like who my mama is, is like who Dorothy was to her, you know? Right. So Dorothy, her grandma, like just even energetically and spiritually, they're still so connected and through finding dimes, through just overwhelming waves of just connection, they're still so connected. And her daughter, so sorry, Heather's daughter's middle name is Dorothy. Right. Which is so special too. So then obviously when I saw that, I was like, I got to take this for Heather. 
And I express post it to her last week and she got it and was just a puddle of tears. So, so excited. So I figured you would love knowing that the Dorothy continues on. I love that. And I um, saw your text yesterday mm. and I guess I forgot to respond, but I love that. Yeah, she was so excited. So yeah, look at us just spreading the spreading the goodness of the mountains. I do love take-home gifts from hotels. Me too. Especially a mug like that. That's a good mug. Yeah, that is a good mug. It's a solid ceramic mug. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I really enjoy little things to take home because it's like free (laughs) souvenirs. Yeah, but not like my mother who's like, oh, look at this like two ounce little shampoo or conditioner body wash. She has like 6,000 of them in in the bathroom in the closet or pens galore, notepads galore. No, we've got to upgrade. So tell me about good ones because those ones are just too common. I really like, there's this one hotel and they work with a soap company, like local to the hotel. And um, they have little bars of soap. Mm. Basically the soap is for to use while you're at the hotel, but they're like little, you know, couple day use. It's not like this massive bar, but you can take that soap home with you. Mm -hmm. Slippers. I'm a fan of slippers at a hotel. You're not supposed to take have, those though, are you? I guess you've stayed some pretty fancy places. Oh, I take the slippers. Do you get billed for them? <laughs> no. Hmm. One time I checked into the Fairmont Banff Springs and um, I called down to Royal Service and I was like, excuse me, but how many pairs of slippers can you send me? And the operator goes, well, there's two people in the room. Well, you need more than two pairs. And I was like, ideally I'd like 20. <laughs> no, she did not send you 20. So then, like, they thought it was a little bit weird. So my friend, she worked in guest services at Bam Springs. And I was like, Britt, I need 20 pairs of slippers. And I'd just been at my brother's wedding. So my, I had this really <laughs> wicked blister on my toe. So she called and she put in to, like, a put in a request for housekeeping to deliver me 20 pairs of slippers. And housekeeping called her like, um, why do they need 20 pairs of slippers? She's like, she has open wounds on her foot. And then the royal service was like, does she need first aid? And it's like, no, 20 slippers will do. And I had 20 slippers. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do with all of these? You just stick them everywhere? They're like disposable slippers. So I mean, oh. you can wear them around. Like they probably last. Like I wear them around my house for maybe like a week or so. I gave some away. I remember I'd go to like friends' houses for dinner. I'd take a bottle of wine and give them a pair of slippers. That is so funny. Very well <laughs> done, Jennifer. Oh my. Yeah. So those are like my favorite things. And then, oh, actually I stayed at this hotel. Where was I? Oh, I was in Canmore and I stayed at the Rocky Mountain Ski Resort. Not the nicest hotel I've ever stayed at, but they had little bars of soap again. And they were nice. Yeah, they were nice. Mm. Yeah. I can't say that I've actually had anything besides soap that I've actually taken beside. And then obviously the mug has been a great takeaway too. I'm trying to think now. I really don't think that I've had anything super standout. Sometimes I take water bottles. Yeah, I think that's also pretty normal. Like, then like, you can charge $5 no, for a freaking Dasani. No, like actual like water bottles that they place in the room, like glass. Like at the lodge here, we have water bottles that say like CMH Valmont etched in them. Mm. Our guests don't take them, but I've taken them from hotels before. Like the Fairmont Pacific Rim in Vancouver. I've taken a water bottle from that hotel before. You have stayed in far more hotels than I have. 
Oh my God. I lived in hotels this mm-hmm. winter. Yes. <gasps> I have definitely not. Oh. Okay. Well, speaking of just even accommodation, actually, I'm currently house sitting for new friends of mine, just a short stay so that I can look after their dogs while they're traveling. So long story short, I'm in this new cute place that I'm like loving so much. It's only an hour and 15 from the cusp. So it's close enough to everything else, everyone else. And it's been nice to just be in like a little community and just kind of hang out here. And I wanted to tell you this because this is just such a funny, small town, Kootenai style story. So one of the dogs that I'm looking after yeah. while their parents, owners, dog parents, whatever, are away, uh, had to go to the vet. So one of their friends, Peter, took the dog to the vet. He comes back. We start talking about life and, you know, well, what do you do? And he says, oh, I'm a shiatsu practitioner. I practice in town. Oh, yeah, whatever. And I said, I actually I'm teaching, but I have really pulled back from teaching and I'm just trying to figure out what steps are next. And I'm still doing a little bit of teaching here, but not like I was. And diving back into Reiki and energy healing, looking at a new healing modality that's still very secret because I haven't officially taken it, but it's in the process. Right. And also with death doula work. And so that's also something that I'm starting to speak more openly about as that being one of my next steps. Uh, So yeah, obviously getting very excited about that, but As I was talking to him, he said, did you not know that Caslow's one of the Reiki hubs of Canada? I said, no. And he said, yeah, he's like the first Reiki center, the Reiki house up the hill was that one of the first Reiki centers in all of Canada. I had no idea. So then he starts telling me about this woman named Michelle and, you know, you and Michelle would just hit it off amazingly. And then anyways, it was to the point where I had to look at the clock and I said, Peter, I'd love to keep talking to you, but I have a recording right now, so I got to go. Uh, So he took off, did my recording, came back downstairs, was still thinking about Michelle, tried to find Michelle online, found this like super pixelated distance photo of her, found an email address, copy pasted it into my iMessage. It turned blue. Gotta love it. Sent her a message. It said delivered. I was like, thank you, universe. I just wanted to connect with her just to see if I could even just, you know, refresh my Reiki before practicing again. So then that afternoon, I take Wendy, my woven basket, and I skip to town, literally just so stoked on life. Going to the used bookstore. I had some other errands to run. You know Wendy. You love Wendy. She's been on adventures with us. I just didn't realize that when the woven basket had a name, Wendy. I thought you knew that. <laughs> That's really something. Yeah. yeah, I did not know the woven basket's name was Wendy. Wendy the woven basket. Okay, okay. Uh, there's a woman named Carrie who works at the Binacus post office. And when I put Wendy down on the, on the counter one day to mail a bunch of stuff, and she's like, that is such a cute basket. And she's asking me where I got it. And I give her all the details. And I said, yeah, her name's Wendy. And I just, you know, love her. And she laughed so hard. She's like, that is so funny. I said, yeah, I name all my plants. I name all my favorite things. <laughs> what are the plants' names again? Oh, goodness. Well, I've got Judy is the jade plant and Joyce yep. is like the tall palm tree looking thing. And then Betty and Bongo are my little bamboozles. Yes. And then I have Jinx, who's my new bonsai. And then at the house, I've got the spider plants, which are Stacy, Sarah, and they're really cute. Then I've got Persephone, who is a very small little one, actually from Bestie Emily's mother, Margie, my mountain mom. And then I have Violet. And that's um, that's it for now. I mean, I would have all the plants if I could. This is so funny. Wendy the Woven Basket. Okay. So you took Wendy the Woven Basket and you skipped to town. 
So I went there, I had some things to drop off at the post office and I went into the other stores and I end up at the used bookstore and there's a couple of books that I've just been looking at as I explore grief, death, dying, end of life care, consultant, death doula work, all of this. And there was one book in particular that I was looking for called How We Die. And I found it. Go figure. I love me a used bookstore. So I go to check out and as I'm checking out, this man's name is Martin. And I said, Martin, do you have Outlander, the book or like anything in the series? And he said, oh, we just got rid of the other copy of Outlander, the first book in the series yesterday. But, you know, as is the nature with a used bookstore, if you just kind of keep popping in every day for the next couple of days, I'm sure we'll have another copy of it. I said, well, okay, well, no worries for today. He said, did you know that season five has come out on Netflix? And I said, well, funny enough, I actually haven't watched it. I don't really watch much TV, but Emily, Life or Emily, she's been watching it. And she said that I would just love it. I've got a bunch of my friends everywhere that are just like, Amanda, you've got to watch Outlander. You'll love it. And I'd love to read the books. I'm also a book lover, a book collector, I would say probably more than anything. And I just wanted a copy of the actual book. I just remember I'd actually had a copy of it years ago. And it's almost daunting to look at these books because the words are so tiny and there's like a thousand pages in the freaking book. So that's a lot for my brain to process. I was like, maybe Netflix is the way to go. So then he says, actually, you know what? My wife, Michelle loves it. And he kind of like lifts his hand almost like kind of motions towards Michelle and I turn around and it's Michelle Michelle and I was like oh Michelle 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 like Reiki Michelle and she kind of looked at me and she goes yeah and I said no way and I tell her the whole story I was like I just heard about you from Peter and I copied and pasted your email address and I sent you a message and she's like oh I probably went you know to my device at home I'm sorry I haven't checked it yet um and then I kind of gave her the Coles notes of why I was so stoked to meet her and so Kootenai style we're doing an energetic transfer like a like a reciprocity where I am going to be offering her some support on launching a podcast and she's going to help me review all of my Reiki so that I can actually start practicing again which makes me feel so good because although I got my Reiki one when I was in Argentina when I was like 17 18 years old and then I got my Reiki two in my late 20s I've only ever really practiced on myself or close friends and family I haven't really offered it as a service but the more that I'm stepping out of teaching and into the death doula practice I just feel like Reiki will be so beautiful to that so I want to make sure that my skills are top notch and I feel very comfortable in that space and yes wow okay so that's very 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 serendipitous I know we love Michelle and I went to see her on Monday did you have Reiki done no. So we just shot the ship for an hour. Oh, actually, okay. almost, almost two hours. Um, And it was just such a nice visit. So the next week I'm going to go and see her for four hours, but like four one hour stints so that we can just kind of go through it and I'll hang out with her and help her with podcasting the week after. Yes. Okay. This is really cool. I do love small towns for these reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's funny until I moved to Tofino, I never new like this whole trading like oh "Oh, I'll trade you where I'm like hmm well I don't have much to trade because I'm a wedding planner (laughs) I'll plan your wedding yeah whenever that happens if it does you know what though I'm so into this especially with the state of the world right now and I I think that I've had a lot of limiting beliefs come up around what I can actually offer as for trading but in reality I have a bunch of skills that I've acquired that I could actively participate in a trade with whether that is photography or mentorship or writing or gosh even like bookkeeping stuff you know what I mean yeah Mm -hmm. once you sit back and I think and like I think this is what like successful entrepreneurs 
you know, they think about all the skills they have and mm-hmm. the skill sets they have. And then they sit down and it's like, okay, like that's where you, like, I think that's, you know, where consultants can be born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's even where cool. I've been getting so excited, like within the consultant role, like an end of life care consultant, end of life care, death doula, anything like that. And the way that I see this trifecta coming together is between these different energy healing modalities that I have and have been initiated with and are going to continue exploring the one secret one, which I'll tell you about later this year. Later. Okay. Yeah. I'm stoked. Well, I guess I just won't name it on the podcast yet. You'll know. Okay. You're an inside circle. (laughs) You're an inside circle. Okay. So, Um, but like, I'm super excited about that because the more I dive into that, the more ignited by that I feel. And I have, I have to admit that I've really been struggling with the idea of the ego comes in, right? And it's kind of like, well, what about money? Whereas when I sink into the idea that I actually in this very moment right now have everything I need and then some. And when I start thinking about these trades and such, that's another thing where I will be okay. The finances will come. I just need to continue sinking in, surrendering, trusting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have so many things I could tell you about, but even just the fact that over the last week I've been listening to the book called Sacred Contracts by Carolyn Mice. Yeah. Loving it. But my gosh, I was such a soppy mess listening to it. I'm always so grateful for the connections that I have in my life, but it just added a different level of gratitude into the hardships that I've been through, the beautiful successes I've been a part of, experiences I've had, relationships I've had, even any of the shit that I've been through in the last couple of years, specifically within the last year, namely because the 27th of March was the one year of Rise spinal fracture. When I look at just that year. Sacred contracts. Okay. Yeah. Like even how much I've learned in the process, how much, oh, how much everyone around me has learned, I think, in the process. But yeah, when I think of my own contracts in relationships and within life experiences and learning to communicate my needs, articulate my values, communicate effectively, exercise my own voice a lot. That's been a lot of my, I think my own sacred contract has a lot to do with <laughs> using my voice and standing in integrity and speaking my truth. Yes. I mean, I've said it so many times before. It's so strange to me because you have such a voice in so many areas of your life. Mm. I know. And it's interesting because as much as it's kind of like I had like a, like a brain knowing, like a logical brain knowing of that, a mind knowing, I really hadn't had the, the body knowing experience of that even until you and I were in communication about it because yeah, I am able to use my voice and communicate effectively in so many other areas of my life. But within relationship, I've always really struggled with that. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think everyone deserves a voice. (laughs) I do too. Yeah. I just thought of something else I was going to tell you that I forgot to tell you last week, but garbage day. Let me tell you about what happened on garbage day. So So wait, do you have somebody that comes and picks your garbage up? Oh, just off the side of the road. Yeah. You can still go to the okay. dump. Like we still take stuff to the dump and stuff. But, you know, every, I think it's every, every other week is recycling and garbage and every week is garbage. And you have to have your okay. bags tagged and all the things, right? So, yeah. And so last week, even I was putting out the garbage for the people that I'm, I've been house sitting for. They're so amazing. They're just like, well, you're here, da, da, da. Like, this is what happens. This is how it all goes out. So I followed the instructions and they had said, you know, try your best to make sure that you have the garbage out by 8 a.m. At the latest nine o'clock, well, I'm up early. So I had the garbage out there before eight and I had my anchored call at 10. (laughs) So 
Anchored for anyone listening, it's Kylie Macbeth's course. It's Mark Grove's fiance. She has a course called Anchored that I'm in. I'm loving it. It's life-changing, absolutely life-altering. I highly recommend it. So I take the garbage out and I couldn't find a freaking lid for it anywhere. Right? So I, and, oh, back up. The dog was sick. So on the Monday night, I'd boiled this chicken for the dog because he wasn't eating well and he needed some extra love. So boil this chicken feed the dog, make sure he's eating something, has something in his body, life's good. Thinking, this is great timing. I can put this disgusting chicken carcass out with the garbage tomorrow morning. Perfect. So Tuesday comes. I go to take the garbage out and I cannot, again, like I said, find a lid for this thing. I was like, you know what? Eight o'clock, even if it's out here until nine, we're doing okay. Even if it's like it's in this big, thick black bag, it's good to go. I actually at this point had forgotten to put the sticker on it, but I was like, hey, it's, it's good to go. It's fine. So right. 9.30 comes around and I hear this bang, knowing full well that I need to start my next call at 10. That's when the anchored call was with Kylie. Yeah. It's 9.34 as a matter of fact, being precise here. So I look and I, I heard this bang noise. It was just, just like a, a kerfuffle outside. <laughs> so I had this really sinking feeling that something with the garbage was not going well (laughs) something got into it yeah oh my goodness what was it I look out from the window that I'm sitting at and I see like 37 crows in the tree 37 I mean an estimate (laughs) I wonder what the scientific word for a crow is well I know that a collection of them is called a murder and that's literally what they did to the freaking garbage I went outside I Actually, I had a moment to figure out. I actually have another funny story. My brain is really on fire now. Um, anyway, so I grab a rake and a, a pusher shovel, like just like a little one that you'd scoop the driveway with because that's all I could find quickly. And I run down the driveway. The Bernadoodle's with me and he's loving this game. So I get down there. Jennifer, there is garbage everywhere. It is like in a span of, let's just say, 20 meters in every direction from the garbage can, up the ditch, down the road, across the road, everything. I'm so over it already as I'm seeing it. Frigging crows still con and cocking away up stupid birds. So anyways, I start raking all of this garbage up and they're still trying to come at the garbage can as I'm raking. Bernie's loving life. Rake it all, dump it back in. Then I'm like, well, now I need to have a lid. I'm on a mad tear for a lid. So I run back up the hill it's a steep driveway, run back up the hill and just frantically looking for a lid, find one. By the time I'm back down there again, the stupid crows are all over the garbage again. Quick rake, we're good to go. Then I had to scoop it, click the lid on and I walk back up thinking you bastards. So I get back up to the call and like I'm winded at this point. And then after the call ends at just after 11, I make some eggs, have a deep breath. And then I was going to call mama we FaceTime every Tuesday. So I look outside and I can hear the garbage truck pull up and I didn't have enough time to just pop out and just be like, hey, thanks so much for grabbing that. Or just like even say, hey, not that you need to say hi to the garbage guy, but I kind of was like, okay, like, please take my garbage. Thanks so much. So as I look down the hill, he goes and he pops the lid off, looks at it, puts the lid back on, goes and climbs into the front of his truck, brings out a piece of paper, sticks it in the lid. At this point, I can't even get my boots on fast enough to be like, please take it. Snaps the lid back on and away he goes. Didn't even take the freaking garbage. So I was thinking it's got to be because it looked like yard waste, right? Because it would have had little sticks and mud and gross stuff in because I had to shovel all this shit from the road and the ditches into it. 
But I go, oh I was like, God. I gotta go see this right now. So I went down and the stupid sticker said not bagged properly. Well, the good news is, is they took it this Tuesday because I put it into a big bag. I tied it all up nicely. I just literally dumped all of the contents of that garbage <laughs> into a new bag. Because slapped the crow the got into it. it the week before. Ugh, Jennifer. Oh, actually, that reminded me of one more story that winded me, though, that I think you'll really appreciate. So the other dog that I'm looking after here, I'm actually really stoked about having been able to help these people out. So the other dog that they have is a 13-year-old golden retriever whose hips are going. His health is a little bit off, but I'm just loving hard on this dog. So I was talking to my friend Lucy on another call a different day. Morgan is the oldest dog's name. And he does not go far just because his back end is going so quickly. So, you know, 10 minutes had been gone, whatever. He had enough time to go outside and do his doggy business stuff. And I went outside and he wasn't at the front door and he wasn't at the back door. So I looked around and I thought, oh, where is he? I had my moccasins on, by the way, must note this. And at this time of year with mud and dog shit everywhere, I, it was like landmines everywhere. So I went down to the bottom of the stairs and I just glanced over up this little laneway and he is barreling down a hill towards the highway because I know that going downhill is easier than coming uphill because his hips hurt, right? So he's just like, I'm going this way because it's easier than turning around and coming back up the hill. And he's deaf. So I'm like clapping my hands and screaming, Morgan, <laughs> Morgan. He's not coming back. Oh my goodness. You're like a crazy dog lady now. I know. I know. Go from Shauna the Beagle to these guys. Shauna from college. The Shauna from college. Yeah. She's going to be 16 this summer. That's wild. I know. So anyway, yeah. So I'm I'm chasing after this dog, clapping my hands, like trying to get his attention. And also trying to avoid landmine dog shits in my moccasins because I had to commit to the moccasins so I didn't lose track of this dog. And I finally find him. I finally get a hold of him. I grab his collar and I'm just like, Morgie's come this way. And his back oh, end yes. collapse. And I'm like, oh, no, oh. buddy. So I like try and redirect him. This is a 70 pound dog, I must add. So I try and turn him around and same thing. Like he's starting to shake. He can't walk up the hill. That's why he was going down, right? So anyways, I was like, oh my gosh. Well, buckle up. Here we go. So I do a deep squat in the bush on like a 45 degree angle back up the hill, squat down, scoop up this big baby dog and like fall walk up the hill back to the path. I was so winded, Jen. And I set him back down and he kind of walked as best he could back. And then when he couldn't walk any longer, I picked him up. And then to get him back up on the main floor of the house is like another story and a half of these cement stairs up the side of the house. That was my workout oh. for the day. <laughs> But the Here. poor dog. He's I know. So cute, Morgan. He's... Well, I call him Morgie. <laughs> yeah, Morgan. I call Morgan. him Morgan. Morgie. He's a baby. He's so cute. I love Golden Retriever so I much. Know. Me too. He's just the happiest chappy. My assistant lodge manager, she has a Golden Retriever. His name's Jasper, mm. and he carries the groceries home from the grocery store. Yeah, see, that's cute. And this is where so Wendy the cute. Woven Basket would come in really well because the dog can just hold the handle. Huh? Wendy the Woven Basket. Oh. Have you been outside lately? <laughs> you need some fresh air? I've been out daily. Don't worry, Jennifer. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, well, Jennifer, how are you feeling? I need a coffee because I stayed up a little late last night. Mm. Drinking fine sake oh, and goodness. beautiful tequila. I was just going to say, have you come off the tequila train? No, no. We're Well, we've had to scale back a little. Mm. Um, the bottle that we, and I, I say we, my friend chef here, 
we were drinking tequila that was $350 a bottle. Yeah. I Again, like I've said numerous times in the past with your lodge life, I cannot fathom this. So we didn't buy said tequila. A guest left. They, they brought their, like, we have all the alcohol in the world, but these guests bring their own alcohol because they fly on their private jets. So they left it behind. So of course we were like, yoink, this is ours. Yeah. And so the other day I went to the liquor store and I was like, all right, so I like tequila, but I, I can't afford to buy $350 bottles of tequila. Mm-mm. I have mitts to buy yeah. jackets. <laughs> exactly. So we're on the tequila now. It's called Casamigas. I don't know. Some celebrity makes it, makes it, air quotations. Anyways, it's $90 a bottle. So we feel like we are okay with that. Yeah, it's kind of more in the budget. Yeah, yeah. But um, we've drank two bottles this week. I mean, we're sharing it. Mm-hmm. And then we have another chef friend who's here that, you know, we've drank with. So we had sushi and sake last night. Yum. Okay, this is not like a funny joke, but when you when you say sake, it makes me think of sushi. Like even you just said sushi. Not that this would have been a funny joke, but I kind of thought like Rye doesn't like cake. And I kind of thought about the one year anniversary of his spinal fracture. And I was like, oh, you know, a one year anniversary. I guess I could make this kind of like as lighthearted as possible because it's a such a shitty anniversary, but got to put a positive spin on it. So I was like, well, he doesn't really like cake. I mean, I could eat the whole cake to myself. It's a thought that matters. But then I thought about sushi. He's not a huge sushi fan, but how funny or clever to have a row of rice wrapped sushi rolls cut up and then just squish the middle one to look like a doorstop. <laughs> Yes. Oh. Not very kind. I know. I know. Well, I just love Japanese food. Mm. And that's what we had for dinner last night. Well, we could go for that later if you want. Oh, yes. You know, since, and I'm kind of cold today. So a coffee now, and I mean, I'm always down for ramen. Did I tell you about this time I was in Japan and ordered ramen out of a vending machine? <laughs> And it was Japanese, so I didn't understand what was being said. And I got a bowl of ramen that had little sardine heads in it. I don't know if I could do it. Just picked around them. Oh, yeah, the saltiness I'm all here for, but just the actual physical heads. Mm -mm. Let's find a coffee shop. And on that note, I also heard that Chapters is getting rid of Starbucks. Why? And they're putting in Good Earth Coffee. Ooh, okay, we like this. It's a Canadian company. Yeah, that's good. Good Earth was founded in the 60s in Calgary. How do you know this? I don't have social media. So when I scroll my phone, I go to Google and it scrolls and finds me news articles that it thinks I would like. So the Daily Hive tells me this. That's actually a pretty cool fun fact. Go Canada. Yeah. And apparently Starbucks is getting rid of their labels. Oh, I got an idea. Let's go to Starbucks. Let's find a Starbucks. Let's keep the cup and maybe we can sell it on eBay in 20 years (laughs) and we'll be rich (laughs) off a paper cup. I actually have a gift card actually from a bestie from my road trip two summers ago that I just found in an old wallet. So coffee's on me. Oh, sick. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, I guess we have officially made it. We've really enjoyed your company and appreciate you coming along. Please make sure that you take a big stretch and nourish yourselves today. If you had a nice trip, be sure to follow us on your podcast app and jump back in next week. Tell your friends, they'll fit in the van, we'll gas up, grab snacks and coffee and continue down the open road next week. Cheers.